This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite games because a few weeks ago, we did our favorite TV shows and so many of you loved that episode and many of you have been requesting that we talk about our favorite games. So we had fun kind of going back to our early days of marriage and then just different games over the years that we've loved playing. So we'll share our five favorite games. But before we get to that, Jesse, what's saving your life this week? Well, I've got a couple things first. You got a couple things. Yeah, like, that's a big I'm deal. Really, but... I'm really living to, this week. So <laughs> your life is getting <laughs> really saved. Yeah. Um, well, I was. We we're just talking here. Uh, figured out here. What was it? Two days ago, we went by Panera to get my daily, almost daily, very frequent um, cup of coffee that we are paying. Um, uh, for with our monthly subscription. So we talked about a few weeks ago, yep. the unlimited Panera coffee that you can get for eight ninety nine dollars mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Well, they were running some sort of a promo online on, on, on uh, social media. If they got a certain number of shares, likes, interactions that they were giving out free coffee for the rest of the summer, if you subscribed, but you would not have to pay for it until September. So well, you wouldn't have to pay. Let's let's clear clarify that you wouldn't have to pay for it at all. <laughs> you no, you said, wouldn't have to pay for the subscription. Until you said September. it made yeah, it yeah, sound. Yeah. It made it sound like they, it was like they, they back charge yes, you for all the in coffee. September, you'll you get, pay yeah. for three months mm-hmm. worth of coffee. No, so you can get until September. You can get the 
the eight ninety nine subscription completely free. Correct. And then if you continue on in September, you'll start paying. Correct. And it's good for hot coffee, tea, and their iced coffee as well. And like we said, when we talked about it on the podcast before, you can get a cup every two hours. Or if you're in restaurant, you can get as many refills as you like while you're there, but you can't go up and quote, buy another cup except for every two hours. So you could stay there all day. I'm sorry. That's a lot of coffee. (laughs) If you get one cup of coffee every two hours, it starts hitting me about two hours after I finish the cup. And I usually get the large, I think it's 20 ounce and I get all jittery early afternoon. Once I finish it, it's pretty potent. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. If anyone wants to try out the unlimited coffee at Panera, you can now get it for free until September. Just make sure to cancel before September if you don't want to be charged. And even then though, the eight ninety nine, it's a good deal. So even if you do keep the subscription and get charged for it. As long as you use it yeah. and go there every day, then it's a great deal. Well, even you know, once a week, I mean, think of spread out over the month. That's, it's still a good deal. But anyway. Mm, not in my book, but you're the spender <laughs> and I'm the saver. I'm like eight ninety nine dollars once a week. Eight ninety nine divided by four, you can make coffee at home a lot less expensive than that. But, that's true. Okay. That's true. Well, the second thing that's saving my life is I got my uh, 23andMe results back. And uh, it was rather hilarious, actually. <laughs> so I you- gave this to you as a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. which you were very excited about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it takes a special kind of person to be excited to have to spit in a tube or I don't even know how long you have to send off a lot of spit. That's a lot of saliva right there. Yep. But you were very excited about it. And I got you the one that was not just the ancestry one, but it was the ancestry plus health. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's two different, there's two different ones of these DNA kits that are really popular. Um, is the one from ancestry.com. It is. is. That, uh-huh. and, and then the other one is 23 and me. And I just, I researched and I looked at reviews and decided to go with 23 and me. Maybe possibly also it might have been on sale and so it was cheaper. That might have been why I went with it. I'm I don't remember the whole thought process, but I did look at both of them and decide to go with twenty three and me. And so you spit in the tube and sent mm-hmm. it off and what'd you find out? That I need my money back. <laughs> Apparently genetically I'm so I got a seventy some percent chance of not having a bald spot or not having thinning hair by forty. Yeah, that's uh, not happening. Well, but whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not 40 yet. You don't turn 40 until September. So. No, it hit before 40. <laughs> no, I was just thinking maybe it's going to come back. No. Maybe before maybe before September, it's going to all fill in and then it won't be correct. It was the weirdest things, though, that it, it sent back. Like It gave you your ideal wake-up time. Yeah. Which is 8.04 in 804. the morning. yep. Which is actually very accurate, I think. Yes, I was pretty surprised. At the, the, other than those two things, it was pretty accurate. Other than what two things? The bald spot and the thinning hair. Oh, those were two separate things. Yes, those are two, two separate, separate things. things. Okay. Two separate traits. Well, because I'm trying to think, what else? It was random. Oh, public speaking? Didn't they give you... Yeah, it was just less likely to have a fear of public speaking. And there was one who was more likely or just as likely to have a fear of heights. So it was more fear-based 
So there is some genetic background to a genetic basis for fear and how your body reacts because it is a physiological response. That's just so weird to me still. And now it's making me kind of want to do it, but I just really don't want to have to spit in the tube and send that off. That's just gross. I I do have a, a propensity for smelling asparagus. I didn't know that some people couldn't smell asparagus. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I've heard the cilantro thing that some people taste it one way and some people taste it a different way. Well, that was one thing that it had on there was cilantro as but well. asparagus? Did anybody else know that some people, I guess, can't smell asparagus? Guess not. We need to research that. Yeah. You, you need to, my Enneagram 5, I need to get you on that and let me know. Report back to us. What is with that? So 23andMe, the... Ancestry plus mm-hmm. health that is saving your life. Well, I would say the other thing that was cool is that you figured out you there was almost no there was one health thing that showed up, but other only than that, one health thing. Yep, everything was and it was some kind of random yeah thing. So that was good too. You got mm-hmm. a clean bill of health. Yeah. What's saving my life this week is another YouTube video I shared about the Mark Rober Squirrel Ninja Warrior course. And a lot of you said you really enjoyed watching that video. So I've got another video for you. And this is one that someone actually sent in. And it's a little five-year-old girl who has a cooking show and it's adorable. And she actually made my bread machine cinnamon rolls, which are amazing. Not to toot my own horn or anything. Somebody gave me the recipe and it's not published online that I know of. So I got permission to be able to share it online. And it's become one of those very popular recipes that a lot of people kind of know my site because of this bread machine cinnamon roll recipe. But anyway, this little five-year-old girl made the bread machine cinnamon rolls on her cooking show, and it is just the sweetest thing. And so if you need a smile and a laugh in your day today, go watch the video. We'll link to it in the show notes and maybe make the cinnamon rolls too, because I think both of those yes, things the, combined could really the, save your life well, this week. If you can watch, watch the video, but if you really need to be happy, make the cinnamon rolls. Yeah. With, with double filling and extra icing, that's the best way to make butter them. on top in the microwave mm, 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 mm. or fresh out of the oven. Either way that too. with, but you know, it's funny because we put, we put double filling and extra <laughs> of the glaze icing, and then you put butter on them. <laughs> it's amazing that some cholesterol thing didn't show up on your 23 <laughs> For a book update this week, I wanted to actually share a recommendation that came in. So I talked about the book, The Boy on a Wooden Box, that we read as a family that was such a great read and really based upon the backstory to the movie Schindler's List, which I haven't seen, but I didn't realize I should have done my research. I'm not an Enneagram five though, so I don't come as researched to these podcasts, but there is actually a book called Schindler's List. Jesse, did you know this? No. I mean, I know a lot of movies are based upon books, but Helen wrote in and she said, Crystal, I am partway through this week's podcast and I just had to stop and recommend that you should read Schindler's List. It was a book before it was a movie written by best-selling Australian author Thomas Kennelly and it is absolutely excellent. 
honestly, one of my best reads ever. She said, I gave it five stars on Goodreads. And I think I only have four other books that I consider that caliber. You should totally put it on your list. So I totally did. And I went and I bought a copy from Amazon and it's coming in the mail and I'm very, very excited to read it. So thank you, Helen, for that recommendation. Speaking of things submitted by our readers, which we love you all and we're so grateful for you, I wanted to read this iTunes review from PBJ Fraley. She said, I love and appreciate how much Crystal and Jesse have grown as a couple with this podcast. Jesse, did you know we've grown as a couple with this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You were going to say something snarky. Yeah, I was. Then, I, then wisdom kicked in. Well, see, maybe that's how you've grown. You've grown. You've learned to suck those snarky words back mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. That or long sufferingness. <laughs> she said they've learned to have a conversation without talking over one another. Still working on that one. <laughs> and she said it makes the podcast so much more enjoyable than at the beginning. Their stories are hilarious and thoughtful. I am so glad they've gracefully accepted criticism and refined their technique. This has become such an enjoyable part of my morning routine. Thank you. And I loved that review because y'all, we want to grow. We want to learn. We want to get better. And we are still not anywhere near where I'd like to be as podcasters. Well, Jesse, I'm, you know, you've arrived. Definitely. I'm still working on it, but it is encouraging to me to hear that we have gotten a lot of constructive criticism Mm -hmm. and I've appreciated it. And it's helped us to learn and grow as a couple, as communicators. And so we appreciate when you write in and say, you don't like something, say you wish that we would work on something, say you wish that we would improve in an area. I can't promise that we will do that because we can't please everyone, but we do want to grow and learn and improve so that we can make this more enjoyable for you. Because ultimately that's our goal. We want to make you think, we want to make you laugh And we ultimately want you to want to listen because it's a podcast that you enjoy. So thank you to PBJ Fraley for leaving that iTunes review. And we'd love to hear from you. Either write us at crystal at moneysavingmom.com or leave a review on iTunes. The reviews on iTunes truly do help the podcast get out to more people because when iTunes sees reviews, it, I don't know how all the algorithms work, but It does help the podcast get out to more people. So thank you very much. All right, Jesse, let's talk about our favorite games. We had some discussion over this because both of us have differing perspectives on what are our favorite games. And so we finally narrowed it down to five, Mm -hmm. although you had some other suggestions, but these are really ones that... I would say all of these are great for group games. And these are ones that we've enjoyed playing either with our extended family, as a family, and or when we've had groups of people over. So first off, Dutch Blitz. That's probably got to be up at the top. That's probably the game that we have played the most in our life. I cannot even fathom how many hours we have invested in playing this game because it's just such a fun game. And it's hard to describe games just audibly, but the basics of this game is it's a card game. It's loud. If once you really get into it, (laughs) you got to stand up and you got to be on your feet and you got to be quick, but it is actually an Amish game 
from what I understand, it, it is, I think maybe somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but originated in Pennsylvania. And for people who I believe the Amish didn't believe in using playing cards. And so they invented this game instead. And basically you're trying to take your cards that you have and stack them in piles while everyone else is playing with the same color and the same number. And it goes really fast. And if you don't like card games, if you're not really fast on your feet or you don't like very competitive games, definitely not for you, definitely not for you, but we'll link to a tutorial. I'll see if I can find one on YouTube that explains how to play it. Next up, double ditto. Ditto, ditto. (laughs) Double ditto. This is one that actually my parents introduced us to because we played it as an extended family. And then they gave us the game for Christmas one year and we've really enjoyed it. It is a game where you are trying to guess what the majority of people in the room would say. So you have to try to get into other people's head and your goal is to guess their guesses. Mm -hmm. And so there might be a card that says favorite fruits and you have to put down two guesses. You only get two and you're trying to think, okay, what would other people say? Would they say strawberries and bananas? Would they say oranges and apples? And, and for every one that you get correct, that someone else guessed, you get a point. And if you get two correct, then you, that's double ditto and you get extra points for that. And so you're trying to get the most points. You're trying to guess other people's guesses. And so it's going to change based upon which group you're playing it with. Next up is Ticket to Ride. And this is one that our family has really enjoyed. And we've played a lot together Mm -hmm. as a family. Jesse, you want to describe it? We've played it both on the board game and on devices because they have an app on iPhone and iPad. And we would play as families together on our devices. So, Which I actually enjoy doing it that way. It goes a lot quicker. Definitely goes quicker than the board game. Basically, with this game, you are trying to connect your trains and you're trying to get the longest train route. And I know that sounds weird, but we will link to a tutorial that explains more how it works. And it seems like very basic, but you can become more strategic with trying to block other people's routes and put your trains down so that they can't put their routes down. And and you can become more strategic about it. I would say that this is one that I haven't enjoyed quite as much as our kids Mm -hmm. and you enjoy, Jesse. So they have several different ones that you could get. You can get a Europe one. You can get the United States. That's the one that we have is the United States. And so there are major cities throughout the United States and they have rail lines connecting the different cities. And you get a card that basically says, okay, this is what you're trying to get your goal is to connect, say, Seattle, Washington to New York City. And so then your goal is to connect different routes between the little cities in between your two destinations. With your train cars. With with your train cars. Now, other people's goals will intersect with your goals, and that's how you can block and use the routes that other people would use to uh, to achieve their goals. And if that happens, they have to go a completely different route. (laughs) 
you may end up having to go down California around Texas all the way up the East Coast. Or you might not even be able to finish your route because someone has blocked you. And you have a certain number of train cars that you can use. You're not unlimited. So if you get stuck with that route and and somebody blocks you, you've lost the whole game. Our next choice of a game is one that I really enjoy. And it's a great group game. And it's called Mad Gap. And basically with this one is you're divided into two teams. I suppose you could have more than two teams, but we've always done it in groups where we've done guys versus girls. And we, you pick a card and you're trying to figure out the phrase that is on that card. Only it's all garbled up basically. So the letters and the phrase will be all mixed up and messed up. So you're trying to pronounce it and sound it out and figure out what it is, but it's not written out so that it's real easy to figure out. So you have Mm -hmm. to phonetically say it and you have to say it fast and say it slow and try to figure out what these letters are actually saying. And it can be hilarious, especially to watch another team because they're trying to say these, say these phrases (laughs) and it just sounds so funny. And they keep, you keep saying it, you keep saying it, you keep saying it. And you're all kind of yelling it out to try to figure out what is this phrase. And then once you get it, you can move on. So the goal is in a certain time frame to say as to figure out as many correct phrases as possible. And it's just a funny, fun, loud game. So uh, for people who are not into the loud games, this would not be for you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're one of those very introverted people who likes to just play very quiet, methodical board games, probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably not for you. And finally, our last game is one that we played a lot in the early years of our marriage, and that is Phase 10. Jesse, we have not played this for a while, but I had to put this on the list just because we spent so many hours playing this when we were younger. And actually, just the other day, Catherine said, Mom, need to get phase 10 out and play that because I don't even remember how to play it. Do you remember Jesse? No, it's been so long <laughs> since I've played it too. It's um, a really easy game. It's a, yeah. card, it's a card game. And basically you're trying to, you have 10 phases and you're trying to get a certain set of cards, each phase. You get 10, so, 10 cards. So it's, seven cards. it might be like a set of three and a run of seven. Or it might be that you need four cards, two sets of four, which that would be two sets of the same so you number. Get to, you get ten, so you have, ten cards. You have four fours cards. and mm-hmm. six fours, and then you you've finished that phase. So once you've finished a phase, you can go on to the next phase, mm-hmm. and then the person, the other person you're playing with, or if you're playing with five people, everybody has to stop and start over on that phase. And so your goal is to get through the phases as fast as possible, because then you're going to win the game when you get to phase 10. It's, it's a game that can take longer, especially if you're only playing with a few people. So it's better for a group game because it will go faster, Mm -hmm. but it can also be a little bit more frustrating because someone could be going through the phases really quickly and you're still on phase one, but it's a fun card game. And it's one that I don't hear people talk about as much. And it's one that we enjoyed a lot in the early years of our marriage. A couple of other games that we, not a couple, a few need to be correct with my mm-hmm. language here. A few other games that we thought of that we're not um, listing here. Cause we just want to do our top five were monopoly 
you mm-hmm. you said we have to say that one. Well, yeah, you guys really enjoy uh, playing Monopoly. You and Silas are really strategic with it. Especially the Cheaters Edition. Mm-hmm. You got the Cheaters mm-hmm. Edition, which is terrible. But I am very strategic when it comes to games. And also, some people are going to be mortified with this. But I pay very close attention to the rules. And if there's a way that you can find a loophole in the rules, I am going to play that loophole. Mm-hmm. because. Hey, nobody said you couldn't. So, yep. I'm going to do it. But I do love Monopoly. The thing about Monopolies, I would say, is it can be long. And so, you know, recently when we've played it, people have tried to use new rules that we had never played before that actually speed the game up. Yeah. So, there are ways that you can do the fast speed version of Monopoly. Also, Taboo is a really fun group game catchphrase, Uno. Our kids Mm -hmm. really enjoy Uno. Uno. And the thing I would say about Uno that we enjoy also is it's one that you can play with younger kids. So Mm -hmm. if we've had younger kids at our house, you know, as long as they know their colors and their numbers, then they can play the game and really enjoy it. So it's something that all, almost all ages can enjoy together. That that said, we were back at your sister's house over the couple weekends ago and you guys were playing Dutch Blitz and her little kids were, were chiming in and playing. It was so funny to watch. It was so funny. Yes, her her little her little boy who he's three and he didn't really have a clue what was going on, but he knows he knew he knew enough to try to play and he'd be like, Oh, got it. Looky there. I won. I got it. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was so cute. Um and then speaking of my sister's house when we were there um two weeks ago. We played a new to me game and it was called Really Bad Art. And so this is one that we don't actually own, but I really enjoyed it and would like to get it. And how it works is you pick up a card and it's it's a little bit hard to explain, but basically the gist is that you're going to pick up a card and it's going to tell you some phrase, like it might say a tree. And although that's, it would probably say like a weeping willow or something. So some, something that's not super easy to draw and you have five seconds to pick up the card, read the phrase and draw something on your little paper. And then people have to guess which drawing goes with which phrase. And the more, the more that people guess your card and the more that you guess correctly is how many points you get. And obviously the person with the most points, when you get to a certain point level, you win. So it's just, it's hilarious because in five seconds for you to pick up a card that says a basketball game and then to try to draw that. And a lot of times there, we were actually playing the easy side and it's a lot harder than it sounds because you have five seconds to, mm-hmm. to see the phrase, to draw something. A lot of times your brain can't even think that fast to figure out something to draw and then to be able to actually draw it. And so mm-hmm. it just becomes funny because you are trying to, draw in basically an impossible amount of time. Is there, I, cause I wasn't playing it. Is there a time limit that you have for to draw it? Five seconds. You only have five seconds to actually draw it or you have five seconds to figure out what you're going to draw. Oh, you have five seconds. You, so you literally, you flip over your card. So the, the timer goes duh, duh, and then it gives you like a ding that that's where you can go. And then you flip over the card, you see the phrase, and then you have obviously four seconds maybe left to scribble something down and you can't use any letters or numbers or anything like that. And then it dings and then you're done. Okay. 
So she was saying, especially for people who are actually really good artists, which I am not, it can be really frustrating because they can think about, oh, this incredible thing they want to draw, but they have four seconds to be able to draw it. And so that was a fun um, game as well. And I would recommend that even though we've only played it at her house a few rounds of it. So we'd love to hear from you. What are your favorite family games, especially ones that are good for group games or ones that you feel like our family would enjoy? Send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com and let me know. And next week, we will be back with an episode talking all about how Jesse, Jesse doesn't know, I'm I'm throwing this on him right now. Wow. (laughs) How Jesse, you're like, where is this going? (laughs) Uh, Has really instilled good financial skills in our kids. Um, someone wrote in and asked me about this because I had talked about, actually multiple people asked for this, but I had talked about how Jesse had taken our kids to the bank and they were opening up their savings accounts. And he's just done such a great job of teaching them about money. And so I want to interview him next week and share about that because I feel like I am not the one in our marriage who's really spent hours and hours investing in our kids when it comes to financial literacy and you've done such a great job with that so we're going to talk about that and i'm going to interview him surprise surprise all right and pick your brain so that you can share more on that so we will see you next week for that have a great week thank you for joining us today for more great resources please visit crystalpain.com 